0: Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, tropic guys, tropic gals, how you doing? T- this is your fearless host, Tony, and I am here for another episode of Pod Tiki Tiki Chats. And I hope you guys got your drink going tonight while you're listening, because I got myself a nice ancient mariner with some Myers and Pussers, one of my favorites from Bone Berry. And I'm talking to somebody here who probably knows a little bit about something about making some drinks. Um, been a long time coming. I've been trying to get this one of these guys on here forever because I've been following them online. And if you're in the Tiki community, I'm sure you do too. You might have just seen them last week down in Fort Lauderdale. So welcome, Michael, from the Luau Lads. Welcome to Paw Tiki, brother.
1: Hello. How's everybody doing? Thanks for having <laughs> me.
0: Oh, man, thanks for coming.
1: I think I lost your audio again.
0: Can you hear me? You got me. Yes. Sorry. All right. Sorry. sorry, man. Sorry. This is a, this thing. You know, the technology was supposed to make things better and easier, right? Yeah, but sometimes, um,
1: sometimes, once but, you figure it out.
0: <laughs> and you know, this whole thing, this whole thing started during the pandemic, right? We all started going online and doing Instagram stuff and meeting each other online, and it was really kind of it, it was nice because. Um, i got to meet a lot of people in the genre that i maybe you know i don't get i don't travel as much as i used to so i don't make it out to all the events like i'd like to but this gives an a this gives us a way to all keep in contact on social media and stuff and oh. i say that because most of the people that uh, you hear about you know are west coast people when it comes to tiki and i am a florida t- tiki guy through and through in fact i call my brand tropiki because i try to mix the tropical with the tiki growing to, up on florida. the east coast of florida and um and I, I was excited to talk to you, man, because you are actually one of the people that I, t- I know on social that I actually have a good chance of running into because you're from my home state and I pass through your area all the time, man. So why don't you give, uh, give the audience a little bit about yourself and Luau louds and what you guys do and maybe how you got into the whole thing.
1: Sure. Um, you nailed it, you know, but partly with the pandemic. Um, definitely how we got started. Uh, so I'm half of the Luau Lads, uh, Michael. The other half is Kurt Rogers um he's uh actually working right now because we both still you know bartend full-time so it's kind of hard to get both of us together um we've been career bartenders you know both in the service industry for i don't know 50 years combined probably something like that 25 each um doing a little bit of everything cooking to bar backing to serving all that good stuff um Been in Jacksonville for a decade. We both kind of worked with each other almost this whole time across a couple different venues. Nice. And um yeah, pandemic put us in a an interesting spot. We started messing around with some different ideas. Um somebody that we are friends with at a distillery, a local distillery manifest, um, a good friend David kind of asked us what we were doing because he thought it was interesting, and that's kind of where it started. We uh we had ideas for a ready-to-drink cocktail an RTD, um, that's very popular right now. And that turned into the Falerno. Um, nice. The, the short version of it, you know, uh, we started working on that and that kind of took off. And from there, we've just kind of been, um, dipping our hands into whatever we can do, whether it's events or, um, more product, you know, or just trying to like get our name
0: out there. So. I noticed just from, uh, perusing, Um, I noticed just from perusing your guys' website and your your social and stuff that um and you're doing what you have what, what everybody has to be doing right now if you want to do any kind of side hustle or any kind of make this make our this this genre that we love into some kind of uh profitable you guys are doing a little bit of everything and like you you guys do the bartending and but then you sell your own mixes you got some merch you do you got you know, like you guys are definitely just creating the brands. Which is which sure. which which is which is what I strive to do with this eventually man and I'm, I'm really it's really cool uh and but the the core of it is still the bartending correct you guys do um you got you guys go out yep. get, people, people people can hire you out for special events and things like that or?
1: yeah so you know like anything it kind of evolved um or you know the original idea was to be um you know I guess you could say like almost a catering service uh, with a special specifics in the tiki tropical realm uh whether that be the drink menu or like the feel you know or like uh actual um party throwing whatever you want to call it but uh and we've done a few we've done a few different um private things that have been really cool but that kind of evolved into um our event you know after doing cat after being a hoogie lab veteran and Mm -hmm. doing any last year just kind of seeing where all that was going um and trying to like figure out how to uh you know, bring everyone in, I guess you could say, instead of just trying to, like, you know, f- a few people here and a few people there. Is, uh, sure. We decided to go for it with uh, our own event, and we did Castaway with the Luau Labs last year in August, and it was, uh, you know, small to start, but really successful. Everyone was very happy. Um, we did, like, a bazaar and a luau, so we're we're back into that for our second year, and that's coming up uh, at the end of August, and, you know, a bigger venue. In Jacksonville? yeah more more everything more live music more food more band you know we're gonna have a mug made this year like you know the whole the whole thing trying to build on it to where we can eventually maybe find a hotel uh closer to the beach sure. to do like a full tiki weekend or you know for north florida so um but yeah you know we're always looking for new stuff we were we were just down in ukilao um we're hoping to get out of the tiki oasis at some point you know it's kind of a monster and a lot going on there uh p- part of uh, our growth has to do with trying to find more distribution outside of florida so we do really well in florida with sure. the and, and now our our rums about to come out but oh we really nice worked. yeah we're uh broken in any other states that it makes it kind of hard to go do certain stuff you know when you when you when you're out there trying to promote something that people can't necessarily get their hands on so yeah
0: yeah and it's um I, well, man, I had a bunch of questions. I was going to go in one direction, but I didn't know you guys had a rum coming out, man. Let's talk about that. I am obviously a rum nerd, and and I uh, I am a I love everything that I can support from my home state. Um, in fact, I was just down in Saint Augustine a couple of weeks ago and hit up the distillery down there. I'm a Thank big you. fan, uh, big fan of Marlin and Barrel um i like their stuff from down up there um fernandina area so tell for me sure. a little bit of, a, a little bit about your rum man like who like can, can you can you give some secrets can you tell me where it comes from and who made it and all yeah
1: that? no for sure for sure um so it's it's just coming out now like uh the first few orders went out this week uh from distribution but uh same people that carry the palernum have it um we just, you know, had been talking about doing it for a while and uh it makes it a lot easier when you're trying to do stuff uh like RTDs or anything like that to sure. have your own blend. Um but yeah, it's uh, manifest helped us with it. We we went through a lot of different distillations and yeasts and things like that to try to find something that we liked. And uh we came up with a um like a little bit of an overproof white, you know, we did want okay. to release forty not, not another forty percent alcohol. In all white rum but um kind of like a little, little bit of a fun to it you know um kind of emulates almost like a agricole to a point with the grassy and the white pepper and the oh the like um clean uh flavor to it but it's a it's a hybrid pot column still distillation um and we did uh two different um yeasts and then we do a 50 50 blend so it comes in at uh 104 so it's a little hot but it tastes, uh, drinks real smooth, real nice. No, no bite. Um, so you know, we gave it the the general test, the daiquiri, the corn and oil, made a, a zombie and a jet pilot with it, and it really holds up nicely and everything. Um, nice. So yeah, we're real happy with it.
0: That's cool, man. I can't wait to give that a try. I listeners uh, will make fun of me at times uh, because I am not a, a huge fan of super overproof stuff, um, simply because I like to. When I, I, you know, a lot of people don't think of don't think of tiki drinks as session drinks, but I like to have a couple when I go out, Mm -hmm. especially if I'm, especially especially if I go to like a place I've never been to before. You know, I want to run through my favorites. You got to start with the mai tai, hit up the daiquiri, like go. And I just, you know, I, I am, uh, I'm only like 130 pounds, man. I don't, if I have too many of the overproof drinks, I'll be, uh, I'll be on my ass. So I'm usually not, not a fan, but, but I do appreciate the 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 space that it holds in the genre of tiki which is kind of how i have this i have this cognitive dissonance with myself about man i don't want to i don't i don't want to get in the habit of drinking too much overproof but i understand the place that it holds in what and what we do and uh it is as long as it as long as it tastes good and it serves the purpose i mean i I'm not saying I never drink it. I got, in fact, usually the plantation OFTD is what I use for that kind of stuff. Right. I I
1: know what you mean. I, I uh, I, I don't. I'm not a heavy drinker for being a bartender, and uh, yeah, like uh, you know, I like I like the idea of a lot of that stuff more than I like uh, drinking it like uh, big time um i always tell people like some of that like uh overproof ray and nephew or rum fire or stuff like that like i love the way it smells a lot more than the way yeah. it tastes to a point just because yeah it can get dangerous you know but but that's what's nice about this one is it is a little overproof but it doesn't um doesn't really come off that way you know yeah. just we just wanted it to have a little bit more of a personality i guess you could say than like the typical uh sure 40 42 percent white rum so
0: that's cool i can't wait to give that a try man i'm uh there's actually a chance that I might be rolling through Florida in uh 4th of July weekend. So maybe oh, I'll, have, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll have to try to find that somewhere. So speaking of, you know, you're trying to get out of Florida, you're trying to dis- or distribution. And I think we're all trying to um, d- in that same boat with our individual, like, you know, uh, endeavors, but I'm interested in, you know, you mentioned Oasis earlier and of course that's, that's the big dog. Right. And that's, and, I think we were talking a little bit before we got, before we started recording about how everything seems to be on the West coast or a lot of it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, being I'm, I'm in Tennessee now, but being a Florida guy from, you know, growing up and that, that my, my heart is always going to be on that East coast. And so much of the Tiki genre comes from the spirits that were invented in the Caribbean. And it yep. I just, I just feel like it's, um, I'm, I'm glad to see there's some more of that stuff popping up on the East Coast, even in my hometown of Orlando. You know, now we have For like sure. we have Aku Aku, we have Suffering Bastard up in Sanford. You know, I just uh, I was just down in St. Augustine. I went to Boat Drinks. That place, they had a good selection there. Oh, Amazing. Uh, um, so, like, I'm really glad to see that you guys are holding down the fort on the East Coast, especially since, you know, I mean, since the Maikai closed. Uh, yeah. um, it's coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can't wait. But <laughs> Going off that man, like, what was the um, what's the scene like down there? Like, how did you guys get into it? Being on, I I know growing up in Orlando, it was always kind of present, but there wasn't like a scene like there is on the West Coast.
1: Right. Yeah, it's like um, kind of like you just said, you always saw things here or there, you know. Um, and it was the same way as a bartender. Like I was aware of the tiki tropical like part of bartending, but didn't really know much about it. Uh, And then I was. Kurt and I both—they, uh, the company we work for—opened, uh, you know, a Jacksonville version of a Tiki Bar in and Canada, out at the beach a few years back. Um, really great, you know, drink menu, but had to kind of cater to that beach crowd, so it didn't get to go like full in on the decoration and stuff like that. But it just really like spoke to me right away. Uh, my style of drinks, like definitely like the fun of it. Um, and we started doing the—they'd already done lao and I got involved in that and then i was pretty much sold i mean i went to the last two hukilas at pier 66 there were a lot of fun you know you get to meet a lot of cool people and uh kind of like see how it all goes down um that was pretty much it for me ever since then we've you know we've gone back and it is interesting it's like you kind of feel like you're missing out on a lot of stuff being in uh not being in california yeah um but now that there's you know a little bit of a, a rebirth just in in the bar culture you you know you find you're finding like ways to round it out. So um it is interesting. It's like um that's what we love is like the aspect of Tiki e. being born in you know born of Polynesia and the Caribbean, but somehow its mainstay being on the west coast. You know, which it makes sense as far as like the the creation and where it com- where it comes mm-hmm. from. But it is interesting that it kind of like died out for. 30 years, you know, pretty much everywhere else and they were able to keep it alive because it was enough of the history out there, you know. Uh, the Mai Kai did the same thing, but unfortunately it was doing it by itself, so yeah, um, outside of the Hukilao, you know, it, it's a South Florida mainstay. I mean, anybody that's from South Florida will tell you about the Mai Kai, whether they care about Tiki or not, so. Um, but it is interesting. It's like this, uh, this other version lived in Florida, uh, you know, like, you know, the tropical drinks, but um less of the 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 culture and decoration kind of turned into like the we always like to say like the the tiki bars that are named tiki bars but don't have much else going on you know outside of the tiki bar um but you know that's where you get like the fun stuff like the rum runners and the the smashes and all the you know i mean the daiquiri itself and the planter's bunch it's all tropical drinks you know they're not they're not tiki to speak of but um so it's kind of cool can't yeah the
0: other th- that's that's kind of what got me into it myself brother like I um you know wondering about all these beach drinks and feeling getting out into the into the cocktail culture and realizing how they were kind of you know kind of teased on a little bit and then I was I, I kind of started looking for ways to make tropical drinks you know uh you know um uh, a little bit more refined and that led me to right. Tiki I, I, here I was uh, in, as a you know my late twenties, early thirties, trying to figure out how to like make craft cocktails. And then I realized there was this whole genre out there that was already kind of doing it what I what I was into. Yeah. And that like I just kinda of opened like my I remember when I even when I started Pod Tiki, we we're coming up on four years. And when I first started it, like I thought um foolishly that I was going to be like the first person to like bring tropical drinks to the forefront like i just i didn't (laughs) i didn't realize that there was this whole genre that had been going on for decades before me and it made me it made me so cool to uh, it made me feel really good to like okay well this i don't have to do all the work because so a bunch of people have already done it for me i I can just kind of (laughs) step in and and learn alongside people because i mean i also have a lot to I'm i'm going on i always tell my my listeners i'm going on the journey with you guys because i i still love like i i still love you know going to cocoa beach and and getting a uh, getting a, a a dirty banana and just walking around the beach man I like there's nothing you, yeah they yeah, I mean it's, it's just there's it's fun and then if you want to go and sit I, I, I think what I think what Car- what old Caribbean brought to it was some of that classic like style from like the 30s to the 50s with, like when you think of like Ernest Hemingway and Errol Flynn drinking at like the Myrtle Bank or the or the Hotel Nacional. Yeah. And you get like this classiness that comes with the, the linen shirts and the Panama hats. And yeah, I, sure. I, I like I like that. But then I also like the fact how Tiki has like it's just they I like how Don and Vic just kind of were like, well, this is kind of just this is what I think it should be like. And just I'm just going to make it what yeah. I think it should be. And I just like the idea of Yeah. Yeah. I like the idea. Like this is what I imagine, you know, Don being like, well, this is what I think Exotica should be in my head. And I'm just going to put it onto the walls. And put it into the drinks and right. see what happens. And it turns out everybody freaking loved it. So,
1: well, it's just like a more fun version, you know. Like we 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 um we did a seminar at, uh, a few hooky laws ago. And one of the things we talked about was like tropical drinks are born out of necessity. More so, like they were made based on the ingredients that were there and what people had. You know, what was what was available to them naturally and through their you know. Those are drinks that people are enjoying after work or, you know, throughout the week, not just like on vacation, whereas uh, Mm -hmm. they took those drinks and really elevated it to like, okay, let's make these more fun and more exotic. And in doing so, kind of the the same culture of like the tiki is like uh, from tropical, you step into like outside of necessity and into like complete extravagance, you know, like this is this is the opposite of that. This is not what you what you have, this is, like, everything you can't get, you know, all at once. Um, and so, it's yeah, I don't know. We, we have a good time with it. It gives was you there, the yeah, like, um, kind of uh, fantasize, you know.
0: Was there something that, was there a particular drink or style of drink that, like, got you into it that was, like, was your gateway? Like, I remember, I remember going to an actual luau as a teenager down in at, po- at the Polynesian Resort at, in Disney and, like, falling in love with the the iconography of the culture and then going yeah. to like going to Chinese restaurants and seeing my mom order a Mai Tai, which of course was like not a Mai Tai, but it was like, the, <laughs> you know, but it was like, it, I, I, it was always like in my head, it was always like when I grow up, I'm going to drink a Mai Tai. And yeah, like, and now, sure. and then when I got, to, when then that was like, that was like my introduction to like, okay, I, I'm an adult now. I'm going to get, I'm going to get into Mai Tais. Was, was there something like that for you?
1: I mean, not as a kid, like my parents didn't, really get into anything like too wild like that but uh, definitely i mean the painkiller the first time i tried a painkiller i was like i was hooked i was like oh man this is everything i love and then um one of the first zombies i had was a it was a variation of a zombie but um the cinnamon just like in a zombie was is maybe the greatest thing i've ever had in my life and so from there you know um i tend to to like gravitate towards some of the like not super sweet but a little bit sweeter uh, love like the coconut, you know, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like kind of the same way. Like uh, I love a Mai Tai and I love a um, like a uh, overproof daiquiri and things like that, but like uh intoler- in, in moderation. Cause I can't, like, yeah. I don't know how people drink Mai Tais all night. That shit's crazy to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, just tiki, tiki drinks in general, man, they'll, they'll get you, but it's a, yep. uh, it's, um, it, it it's definitely the the, the a, a very a, a unique flavor profile in all these drinks. you mentioned the zombie earlier and when you look through I remember when I first got into this stuff and like I first tackled the episode on this I did on the zombie and you you read through the ingredient list and you're like this stuff does not look like it should taste good together. And then you make right. it and you're like this is amazing. This is like a culinary masterpiece. It's weird. And you know
1: like you feel like you missed out on a lot of stuff or like uh maybe like mean late to the party but I think about it in context as like, you know, a lot of this stuff someone was working on or discovering recently, you know, but like for the last however many years, people really didn't have it, you know. And a lot of those old recipes, you know, they need a little tweaking sometimes as far as not not the recipe itself, but maybe just what's in it, you know, like the mm-hmm. better juice and the better better availability to ingredients these days has really like made it fun to to run through those old books like beach sure. Bears and all those
0: things, you know? And that's, I mean, that's the constant, I mean, as a, I'm not going to call myself a journalist or a researcher. That's, it's too pompous, but as a, someone, as someone who likes to, who's interested in, and likes to write about cocktails, especially Tiki. One of the things that I always fight with is, uh, you know, purism versus, you know, uh, uh, riffs and exploration. Right. And I, I try to keep it in my, the, the the way I get around it, the way I've ju- the, I've reconciled in my head is I'm going to try to keep the drink the way that the guy who the way that the person who invented it meant it to meant it mm-hmm. to taste. And if that means that we don't have that rum or that juice anymore and I got to tweak it, but it tastes like the way he meant it to taste, then I feel like, OK, yeah. that that's that's kind of in the spirit of what he wanted. To-
1: and And definitely like kind of where you're at is. It's like I'd rather the drink taste good than it than say like, "Hey, this is the accurate recipe." You know, like it, it's great to to pay homage, but it's also great to like have a drink at an event that people actually want to drink. You know, yeah. Uh, we made a straight like traditional zombie, like old school zombie, for uh, one of the luaus at the hooky loft years ago, and we had so much of it left because it's like it's a, a ton of alcohol. It's a very and, unique, and yeah, So yeah. you're pouring a drink that's like you're you batching for 100 drinks, but those end up being 200 because it's so much volume to begin with. <laughs> and like, man, it was, it did, it smelled like jet fuel, it was great. <laughs> we, yeah, we, I, we loved it. We loved it.
0: That's funny. Uh, I, 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 am very uh, I, I, I love a zombie, but we are, we very, we're very frugal with them at, at, at the house. We make because I, I like to make them old school, but you're right, it's a, and, and not to mention especially when you to make a zombie the way that you know then you know to make an old dom beach zombie you you really gotta you gotta commit yourself to the to spending a little bit of time in the kitchen (laughs) and it's like you don't just grab you don't just grab a bottle and start mixing stuff like man you gotta you know you're making the mix you're squeezing grapefruit you're making cinnamon syrup and
1: man it's yeah it can be extensive for sure
0: that's one of the it's it's (laughs) it's comparatively or simultaneously one of the one of the reasons why I think uh, Tiki and uh, tropical drinks in general have gotten some respect locally—I mean, or uh, recently—because it's they. It's almost like you know how the you know how when you talk about somebody who's super confident, and you say, "Well, the idea is to like you know go out and look, you you want to you want to put time into." how you look without looking like you put time into how you look right like that you want to go out there and kind of be right. that kind of laid-back person but um and that's kind of how it is with, with tropical drinks they taste like they don't take they taste like they're easy to make but mm-hmm. they're not yeah. really They're you try to make it at home and it's not going to taste like the bar unless you know how to make it right
1: or well, just like the fact that like uh the comp the combination of so many things you're like yeah this is just going to come out tasting like some something nonsense but it's like the perfect combination. you taste every flavor throughout the drink you know and it finishes strong and it's just yeah
0: I think we've uh, all uh, may, maybe you as a bartender have um have learned how to uh, uh, keep notes better but I know that as far as us uh shade tree bartender home bartenders we we've all come across that awesome recipe that you just made up in like uh, by accident uh maybe after you've had a couple. And then just didn't write it down, and it can never replicate it again because you forgot what the hell you put in there.
1: Yeah, we do that a lot when we come up with stuff for <laughs> like events, and then we're like, "Wait, do we? <laughs> we didn't write it down at all." We're like, "This is perfect," and then we just stop. <laughs> uh, nothing wrong with that, though, you know.
0: No doubt, man. So, is there, um, as we as we run down here on time, man? Is there is there anything coming up? I know you guys have got you guys have got the. Um, the rum that you're trying to push out there, you guys got your event coming up in August is a, uh, where can people kind of follow along? What's the best way for people to follow along with what's going on coming up for you guys?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, we got our, we have our Instagram page at Luau Labs. you know, that I try to do my best to keep everyone updated on, but uh, the event page is um, at castaway with Luau Labs. Okay. Um, and that's, that's like just the event posting sponsors details, you know, as we get closer, we'll start to, to, the schedule and like the vendors and things like that um we got a really good lineup this year so that's going to be great uh and then the rum you know because you had to do it uh, again has its own page so you can find it at our, at larkshead rum um that'll that'll just be brand focused as far as like you know bars that are carrying it and will start just start putting some recipes out with you know as people mm-hmm. are able to get it um, yeah that's just making its way out there so I know like a few bars have already ordered it but as far as finding it on the shelf, it might be another week or two. Um, Total Wine did really well with our Falernum in Florida, so you can kind of find it everywhere. So we're hoping the run does the same thing. And then, you know, hopefully we can get it um, into Georgia or into some other states close by, maybe maybe Tennessee if we're lucky and uh, kind of go from there. But for now, it's, it's in Florida. Um, if, you're, if you're local or you go through Jacksonville, you can always find our stuff at the distillery at Manifest. Um, they have the Falernum, they have our uh rum and we also do like a bottled saturn with them that's only available at the distillery and that's kind of like a red that is a ready to drink um saturn's got the pecan orchard nice. it's got our falernum. it's got their gin so they're pretty awesome um but yeah you know that's that's pretty much it for us this year i think we're gonna yeah. focus on trying to expand um the 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 rum and the falernum just further and um this event's going to be a big one you know we'll get a mug We'll have um, some some bigger involvement from brands and like uh, some friends like Typhoon Tommy He's going to come up and and uh, do a seminar for us talk about the Mai Kai probably and then you know come next year hopefully the Mai Kai will be open by the fall yeah. and uh, we'll be able to maybe get down there and do something with them um, and just like kind of bounce around you know try to set something up in Miami with uh, Esotico and Danielli down there they're really great cool. and uh, you know just prepare for. The next hooky lao, you know, as soon as one ends, you you're immediately like, okay, I know what I'm gonna do next year. So
0: that's how uh, it is, man, right?
1: Yeah, you gotta get getting in people's ears early. And then if we're real lucky, um come around next year, we're we're gonna work with our friends at Hidden Harbor and try to join them for one of their luows up in Pittsburgh in the summer that they do. So um yeah, that's sounds that's about good, it. man. Just doing it.
0: Well, uh maybe maybe um Maybe if not this year, maybe next year there might be a uh, maybe that maybe we can incorporate some kind of live podcast into a Castaway weekend, man, and come down there and hey, hang out with you guys.
1: Definitely, we uh, we called our friends at Creeper's Cove uh, during Hoogie Lou just oh yeah. Like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I just happened we're, so
1: we're serving a punch at this in this room. <laughs> it wasn't even our party; we were just like helping finish a party. And I just happened to look at my phone or to take a picture, and I see he's doing his live Thursday thing. So we called him and if you can find the video, maybe it's hilarious. We just both like screamed and yelled at each other for like three minutes. I couldn't hear anything. <laughs> we, we couldn't hear each other at all. And, and, and that was it.
0: Yeah.
1: We like to do the fun stuff. So,
0: Yeah. I mean, these guys, uh, I would love those guys. Also the guys from Olmec Tiki and the um, like those guys. So yeah. it's, uh, I love all my brothers out there that are doing the, the, keeping the, the tiki media alive so um i would like to it would be great one day to maybe have a place we can all meet up and kind of do something together collaborate Perhaps. all that kind of stuff and then and, of course because uh because i'm always partial to my home state i would love that place to be in florida if, if we can make That's that it. happen so yeah maybe we'll talk over the next year man Should we'll I work that out uh so yeah i, I want to thank you again michael for coming on man it was a lot of fun talking to you. We got a nice Heck little yeah, in, nice me. little intro to the Luau Lads, and hopefully, um, I don't know, maybe when As Castaway gets closer, man, we'll we'll hook up again. And maybe do a little promotion, and uh, so we can do that. Uh, as far as potiki listeners, man, I want to thank all you guys for checking in. Don't forget when you're hearing this, the EP is out. Just go to PodTiki.com, click on the Summer Sessions tab, and you can um, listen to the EP there. I'm pretty proud of that. So let me know what y'all think. Uh, the new episode of Pod Tiki is also out right now. All well, that's all about boat drinks. So we we dive into the world of the strawberry daiquiri and the banana daiquiri. So uh, um, a little got to cover two of the big the big dogs right there right off the bat. Uh,
1: I well I I have to say I did lie. Um, the painkiller definitely got me into tiki, but. My entire life uh from from twenty one on like anytime I could get a Miami vice, I'll drink a Miami vice <laughs> there you go,
0: man there you go. so that's my, my just... one preface <laughs> man I am a uh, there's a good chance I'll be in Florida sometime soon, no matter when you're hearing this because i I'm I'm there often visiting my family and going to my home state, and I'm often cruising through the northeast, so I'm sure we're gonna meet up at some point, man, and we'll have awesome. a we'll 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 have a Miami vice and we'll uh. we'll uh, we'll, we'll get to meet in person and hopefully, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. Thank you once again, Michael, uh, say hi to Kurt for me. And, um, next time we'll get both you guys on, we'll do a little, we'll do something, something fun. Um, just thanks so much, man. I really appreciate you coming on chatting with me. Yeah, man.
1: Thanks. I'm glad we figured it out. finally. (laughs) Sorry for (laughs) the delay.
0: No, man, it's, 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 it's a good problem to have that we're all kind of busy, man. It means we're, means we're, means we're working. Good things are happening all across the board. So, uh, yeah, once again, guys, keep it Tiki out there, and we'll see you. Um, thanks for listening. I am Tony for Pod Tiki, and we will see you next time.